0: Two five six seventeen twenty nine, and now another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Awake After Show.
1: Hey! hey. Woo. Yay. We are all wide awake. That's right. Welcome to AfterBuzz TV. Bing is for doing, everyone. And we are here doing another After Buzz after show for Awake Season <laughs> 1. Applause, applause break after everything I say. Mm-hmm. We're excited. Se- we are excited. <laughs> season 1, Episode 2, titled The Little Guy. Um, and we really got a taste of why it's called The Little Guy, because this entire episode was really Britain- Just focusing on the little guy, so aptly titled. Um, What did you guys think about tonight? Oh, I should introduce ourselves, first of all. Let's do that. Yeah, let's do it. I'm just so excited. I am your host, Kristen Carney. Uh, You're welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Applause break after after everything I say. Yes, yes. Um, Over here, we have Mr. Sean Overman.
2: Thank you. Yes,
1: superhero. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and we have Lauren Turner I don't know I'm not exactly sure if you guys have any uh, special intros um, that you want to let us know if you get, work at a great show like Extra or whatever I'm not sure we, this is the first <laughs> night we've met so this yeah. is the first yeah. night we've met yeah.
3: Awake has brought us together um, no I mean you can follow us on Twitter <laughs> my Twitter is Lauren's Love L-U-V not L-O-V-E and I'm a host I'm a reporter all about reporting and entertainment not Extra yet Right, Maria, we love you. <laughs>
2: well, uh, you guys can follow me at the Sean Overman on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook as well. Just type in Sean Overman. And additionally, I do have a um, a online uh, movie blog which I uh, update uh, as much as I can. So check that out, SeanOverman.org.
1: Yay. Okay. Really awesome. Good. And you guys stay tuned because we're going to do that again at the end of the show since I so awkwardly introduced it at the beginning as well. Um,
4: I feel like <laughs> your awkwardness is all the better. I think you guys deliver a great after show. Furthermore, uh, the only thing that we want from our Afterbus fans, and when I say fans, I also mean our chat room, Kristen, because our chat room, they love you. They really like you guys, and it's important that we show them support. Uh, we also want you to go on our iTunes page and comment and rate our iTunes because that really is what gets the ball rolling, and it's a great little after show, I, I tell myself every week I'm going to watch all these awake episodes because you guys make me go there. So do it again, Kristen. Make us go there.
1: We are salesmen in a way. So yeah. <laughs> you know what I noticed
3: on the um, iTunes mess, uh, comment board yesterday? Someone put that we're better than the
1: competition for all the. I awake saw episodes. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. tell your friends, you guys, if you're hanging around, not don't. Ha- I know for me, I have a lot of awkward moments with friends when I, we don't know what to talk about. We're like mm, crickets. So bring up after Buzz TV. And all of our that. after shows.
4: I saw that and I was like, wow, they said you guys, the, the after buzzers, are better at speaking about Awake than the people that do it within the Awake show or NBC or something like that. I,
3: just, Get there's, out there's, of here. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Basically, they said that they like us, you know? So, so. let's
1: keep them on that train. I think we just pushed them away <laughs> yeah, like 10 feet. So <laughs> Thanks, Ronnie. <laughs> I mean, they know I love them. <laughs> of course, of course. So tonight's episode, what do you guys think? Was it it's the second episode? Um, did it lend a hand at guiding us maybe to a bigger picture or was this more crime oriented? What, what were your feelings on the overall um, the overall, just from this specific show, cause I know, um, I don't, I actually, we are recording. I don't know if we're supposed to actually tell our audience this, but we have seen more episodes. So uh, to backtrack and, and do it from that point of view is a little bit tricky because we do right now know what's coming. Ahead. I don't
4: know, Kristen, maybe you're just in two different worlds, the green world and the <laughs> oh. red world. Maybe your mind <laughs> is
2: telling you, you saw things, but you actually didn't. I yeah, don't, yeah. you kind of a I'm, weird
4: girl. Oh I'm
1: in one gosh, world. It's just a really kidding. sad, sad world. <laughs>
2: <laughs> See, what I like to do, and I said this actually last week with, with Ronnie and, and everybody else who was here, was that uh, I when I'm there watching the show, I live in those realities okay so I'm like I'm not thinking right now I'm not thinking outside the box so much I'm just thinking episode 2 little guy the good little for guy.
1: you Ooh, you are very bolted to this earth because I am like <laughs> out like thinking like well I you know I kind of saw this one already and I I did actually you know see a few moments of this show a, a, a couple weeks ago yeah. so um, so try, I, I'm, I know for me it took a little effort trying to stay just within the show and not think ahead um, but of course we had the green reality and the red world and and we also had um, bo- a lot going on within Bo um, we opened on dr. McKenzie murdered on the table and when when we went through that with Britain um, we saw him come to his realization in the other world which was the red world um, that there was some relation going on between the dreams and um, the,
2: the number one thing that they showed right away was they have Dr. McKenzie dead and then when right. he goes and it, it actually just shows that right there and then right afterwards it goes into the Red World and then we see that there's another McKenzie there's someone else same named McKenzie name. the same exact name but it's a totally different guy and it happens to be instead of a doctor it's a homeless dude that's been found dead and he's been dead for what weeks is it?
1: Yeah and how long how hard do you think that must be for Britain to not be able to tell people in his world it's like no this is why I know to look for a short man so the whole time he was he was just bullshitting, really, yeah. Yeah. On, on why he's looking for a short guy. And I know for me, I would just be like busting at the seams like, no, I dreamt this. I dreamt this. I know it. But of course, he'd be fired because he oh, looked like course. a crazy person.
2: Exactly. Exactly right. And we saw him do that a little bit in episode one, right, yeah. where he actually said some things to Vega. And I, I may he may have said something to Bird, too, um, but. Then each time they're like, What are you serious? You know? Like, don't tell me you really said you dreamt this, okay? Uh, You need to base it on evidence.
1: Especially with cops, because that's all they do is think in logic.
3: His go-to, you know, (laughs) his go-to answer now is like, it was a hunch or it was intuition. I'm noticing that there's a trend here. He's just like, intuition. Right, intuition, intuition. I don't even want to go there. And
2: and at every step, they're always his partners, even though they're supposed to be helping him and supporting him, they're always antagonistic towards him. And I'm sure it's because of the whole his family, you know, one of his family members dying. We don't know which one. Mm -hmm. And then um, that he's under psychiatric evaluation by a therapist, you know, and supposed to go to weekly sessions or even daily. We don't even know how often he sees the therapist
1: right right and we know that he's not really doing it willingly and he seems but he but he, and he seems to he seems to really um as much as he doesn't want to be there and he's forced to be in these therapy sessions they do seem to help and um and i don't want to jump ahead too much but the doctor's views on what he was going through were completely different in his realities um um Please forgive me the name of the doctor.
2: Uh, um, Dr. Lee? And not Lee. Then we, uh, Lee. Evans. 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 Okay. Dr. Evans.
1: Yeah. Um, she said that um, the connection between the worlds can be very beneficial. And um, and, and I, I agree with her personally if it came down to like a personal matter. Um, I, I think that your brain does so much um, help without you knowing it. That this is what his brain is doing is just helping him. While the other doctor, Dr. Lee, said it's a problem, not a tool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not a registered <laughs> doctor. I know nothing actually of medical facts, especially about psychology or psychiatry. But um, but I, I, I would side with with Dr. Evans in her perspective
2: yeah, I agree with you because, uh, you know, the way she said that, you know, the way you're able to shape your investigation in such a remarkable and unique way, it's truly a great thing, the way that your dreams are helping you out in this way. And that's she's right. You know, when you sleep, you know, a lot of us in, in our culture, we don't sleep that much. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, uh, when you know, if we do get a lot of sleep, then you can actually have the most creative thoughts possible. You know, you use your reality and you put it into your mind and your dreams and it processes it, processes it and it allows you to help remember things better and stores your memories better and all this stuff. Yeah, there's
1: there's actually been um, several inventions over, you know, the past course of hundreds of years behind us that have been here because of people's dreams and it sounds a little crazy. I watched a documentary recently and um, the, the needle, the eye for the needle came from um, the man, I don't know his name, who invented the needle, like the sewing needle. That little eye to put the thread through, he dreamt that. And yeah. that's why we use that needle. So our, I know our brains are so programmed to want to help us move forward and and they're always, they're like a good friend. Our dreams are a good friend I think. And um, and I think regardless of, of whether or not uh, Britain is in the r- true reality in the red or the green, r- regardless of either one. It is. Um, I, in a way, I like that. If this ever happened to me, I would almost like this to happen because it's not. Of course, it would be like hell. But at the same time, you really feel like um, uh, I don't. You, I don't know what I'm talking. I'm talking myself into a hole. But I think I, it's just I, a great coping mechanism, even though it's crazy and makes you lose your mind. But I think it's really interesting.
2: interesting. I, yeah, I think you're right. What's cool about it is he he really doesn't have to sleep.
1: Right, <laughs> he right. He
2: could get way more done because he's awake in both realities. Right, exactly.
1: <laughs> and they ended the episode with the twist of, or was that last week's episode? <laughs> now I but just now say, I just, just go ahead
2: and say it, and we can. We, we'll I go think it was and, last
1: week's episode. They ended yeah. with, um, "Why don't you sleep on it?" I think that was that was that last was, week's episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, but the thing that I I've noticed in this episode that I didn't notice so much in in the first one is how really, you know, because in a dream your perception is off, things are off, I noticed in both red and green worlds, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Either one could be a dream because you have this freakishly tall witness (laughs) (laughs) that's like, I mean, in your dream you can see someone that's like seven feet tall. You wouldn't, right. You know, and so he's this freakishly tall guy. And then the other reality there's this little guy and there's this homeless man who is out of his mind thinks that money is gum like is completely out of his mind, (laughs) speaking gibberish I mean that's something that would happen in my dream, I don't know, so I, I was a little La- like the first episode, I was like, hmm, I don't think they're dreaming. I think they're both, what a reality or something like that.
1: Yeah, well, there's definitely clues. Well,
3: yeah. So were there any other clues that you guys saw in like either world that kind of were like, this is definitely a dream
1: which, between each one? The the one clue I did pick up on was the tall man because he yeah. was like a circus freak in a way. And, yeah. and you don't normally, unless you go to an NBA game, you're not going to see a guy that size. Right. So that was the one clue that I took out of it. Did you see another clue?
2: Um. Well, uh, actually, she brought up good points, and I never thought about those before, how, like, the freakish things that are happening. It it could be clues that either one's a dream. Right. Um, I I liked, like, really funny quotes like that homeless guy had. He actually said – and this is something that's, like, complete gibberish. Like, you would actually have – you know, that you could have in a dream. Like, right down there. Right down there, there where it is, down there. Right.
1: (laughs) Dead. But yeah, it makes so much sense.
2: He was like, bang. He was like, oh,
1: dead. (laughs) Right, right. But yet it makes so much sense in your dream. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I know. Um, Last, I think it was two episodes ago, or some. I, oh gosh, now I'm now I do feel like I am oh, no. switching. I'm.
2: You're thinking outside the box yeah, now. <laughs> yeah.
1: But my my perception on the two doctors, Doctor Evans and Doctor Lee, um, is kind of like yours in noticing the clues. To me, I I perceive, and I don't want to be too repetitive because I did say this two weeks ago, but I perceive Doctor Evans to be. Um, a dream-like doctor, because if I had to close my eyes and envision a therapist, that's who I would envision.
2: She's like the stereotypical yes, therapist. Yes, so
1: I didn't know if that was me overanalyzing or, or no, picking no. up on a clue perhaps.
2: No, I think you're right. That's,
1: she is. It's yeah. like everything's just
3: easy-breezy with her. Yeah. She kind of agrees with everything he's saying. She's makes warm. Me, she's very warm. Comforting.
1: She's
2: a warm yeah. person, but at the same time, it's a very cool atmosphere because of the, you know, the green filter they got mm-hmm, on there in exactly. the green world, and it's very tranquil at the same time.
1: Exactly. And it it doesn't it doesn't lend it doesn't help when i say that i think dr evans is a dreamed up doctor because i do right now i think that um i do think that he is in the the reality with dr evans i feel like is the real reality is his true reality um and and i and i say that because um she's she is along with um the the sun correct they're in the same world the sun is who is still alive is with yes. Doctor Evans, yeah. and if if you were to dream, you know we are speaking of of being comforted and and. uh is, okay. Well, all right. Okay. I'm like. I really am dying. There's an ambulance. Some. Like, <laughs> I was like, Ronnie, you can stop that sound effect. please. It's
4: another world again. <laughs> is that the red, dream world out there. Red, green, and the blue world. Sorry,
1: they're coming, to
4: get, they're coming to get I'll, me. I'll
1: get that taken care of. <laughs> but I, I think that the um, that Dr. Evans' reality, the green reality, is the true reality because I f- always feel like reality is sadder, and there's that green filter. The cinematography slightly darker, a little sadder. It feels gloomy, and I feel like if someone was dreaming, they wouldn't choose to dream of something necessarily that sad and that, that gloomy feeling and, and in the re- red reality with his wife, regardless that they, they do still have problems, you know, they don't cope the same about their son's loss, they, and there is some tragedy in that world it feels like the birds are chirping and it feels brighter so for so my my inkling just in my gut i would say that 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 is the real reality because i know i mean i have some effed up dreams i don't dream in like perfect (laughs) you know rgb color and like cmyk color and everything no i'm kind of
3: like on the other side of that i think that the um the red i kind of hope that both I don't know, some kind of way that both are reality or he's in a coma and, you know, he's going to wake up and they're both going to be alive. But if I had to choose one, I think I would say that the red is reality because um, Hannah's so, you can feel her pain. You know, you can feel her pain like it's real. Mm -hmm. Like the loss of her son has made her this person that has to go through a breakthrough all the time to get to another point. But she's still so sad. And... I feel like a dad and a son kind of go through that when and the son's a teenager mm-hmm. anyway. They're going to go through that kind of point in their lives where they don't get along that well until so this tragedy adds to that. But I kind of feel like with Hannah, I can just, I don't know, I feel like I can relate to her. And I got emotional in the end when she's riding her son's bike. It felt real to me. So I don't know. We'll see. I kind of... Disagree. Yeah, well, I think that's
1: what's so great about the show is that when you watch movies, as you would know, doing a movie blog, when you watch movies, you love to speculate. Like you yeah. love to be right, and mm-hmm. I think that's why the show's so great because everyone can give their opinion. Yeah, and and really hold on to it. And be like, no, you're wrong. You're yeah. wrong. I'll bet you money, and you know. So I think it's yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. What reality do you think is real?
2: You know, I, I'm not. Or would it's, you prefer it's hard to, to say. Email? It's hard to say. I'm right now. Um, I'm thinking. I'm thinking more outside of the two realities. I'm thinking. What if there is? What if um, each reality is completely and perfectly legitimate? Mm-hmm. It's. It's not that one has to be fake and one has to be the real world. What if they're both completely legitimate? And he is living in like two parallel worlds. And every time it's. And, and he's like the bridge, like in between the two. You know. So I just. It, it's. I think. That's that's something that's that's more likely in this one in this you know like with my hypothesis. But then again, we'll see at the end. You're also Who a knows?
1: sci-fi junkie, so a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, if writers are good enough and they're creative enough, I think they can come up with a way to bridge the worlds and and perhaps make that an outcome and to, and do a giant twist. Because if you did just as a if you did just pick one reality or the other to be real Maybe at the too. end, it's a little dis- it's a little obvious. Yeah. yeah. So I think they might. Take that route and try to figure out a way to make it more sci fi ish. I mean,
3: even the cast members, whenever you re- interview so far, they're like, you know, we're done shooting, and we were even shocked at this. Like, wow. you are never going to figure
2: it out. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, yeah.
2: It must be great.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's got to be because you can't like write a premise like this and not have it like end really cool because yeah. it's just a really cool premise. So, um, And I'm sorry I jumped so far ahead with kind of getting into the realities. I love that part of the show. And I think that's why I really want to bring it up and talk about it because I like to speculate. Um, but is there anything um, within the crimes that you guys would like to point out? I know I, I talked about how it was just... Excited about more of the reality. There. Yeah, actually, the crime.
2: I wanted to talk about how you know typically with with police officers, um, what the cop's job is to find the criminal. You know, and once they have someone like in an interrogation room, like we saw in um, in the green reality with the tall guy, um, and then you know we have the kid. But getting back to the tall guy, we actually have Bird obviously accusing him of everything, pretty much. Like he's he seriously knows he's guilty before he's going to be you know put in jail, right? right? But then of course we we have uh, we have Britton who's there and he's like, no, wait, like this doesn't feel right, you know, because of his hunch, because of his dreams, little guy. because of the little guy thing. He has this, you know, predetermination in his mind. Like, OK, this guy has to be innocent, you know. So it's interesting how he does go outside of the norm of a police officer and he, he paints a different picture. And instead of painting the guy as guilty, he paints him like more fairly. You know, he gives mm-hmm. him like a chance, an opportunity to prove himself. Yeah. So that was pretty interesting and with I, the whole football did- game.
1: Yeah, 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 absolutely. And Bert, I think, was being hypocritical in this episode because Mm -hmm. he was so upset at Britain for jumping ahead and and just saying, oh, you have a hunch, so then therefore you're going to prove everything to fit within that hunch. So, but then when they went in the interrogation room, they didn't really actually have any specifically. Really hardcore, strong evidence to hold the tall guy, and yet Bird was so ready to jump on him. But Bird had just gotten through saying to Britain, "You can't just go on a hunch because you want to." But that's really what Bird was doing the whole time. He just wanted this guy to be guilty, yeah, and, and was speaking to this guy as if he was guilty. But. I don't know if that was intentionally written like that. I don't know if that was like a, a an oh, I, oversight or I don't know. Oh,
2: I think so. I think they wanted Bird to have that yin yang appeal to yeah. you know to Britain because obviously you know we have him being the antagonistic cop in the situation. And we had Britain being the fair you know cop because of his hunch.
1: Right, right. And so we got to the scene where we see it's the seventeen-year-old um, son of this doctor who actually committed the murder, um, and. And did do you guys think that um Britain was going to hold off from f- from actually charging him? I don't know if I I think I missed the like little dab felt- there.
2: I I think, well, I think he wanted to get the guy pretty much, you know, even though he was a 17-year-old kid, you know, he wanted to get the person who was guilty. yeah
1: yeah. And the kid thought it was an altruistic style killing.
2: Yeah, he was really sticking to his guns. That kid was very dedicated. He was
1: very dedicated. V for Vendetta. And the reason why he was so
3: (laughs) dedicated, I mean, just to give a little backstory, is um, he, initially they go in and, and the kid's just like, you know, I just wanted to find out about who my dad was and that's why I hacked into the system of the hospital to find out who my father was because he died he had cancer um and he gave his sperm to my mom before he got sick he put it in a little gift bag take take it and then the dad died come to find out we find out that dr Mackenzie actually was like trading his sperm for not only not only um the hacker sam for his you know substituting his but for many many um other clients baby daddy Yeah, so Sam just wanted justice against this man and so he did he did end up killing him and he stuck to his gun so
1: I think there is actually a news story going on right now um, about someone who actually was doing that with their sperm I heard oh, it on man. the news the other day and I don't have the details because I didn't know I was going into this episode right you know and this was going to be the topic I would have looked it up if, if that was a case but I was listening to it yesterday on the on a podcast or a radio of some sort um, what do you guys think about that and let's this is going to be a little bit um, deep and then uh, maybe we can go to commercial break but um, this this show, I think, lends itself to have all sorts of different thoughts in your own life, maybe um about your dreams and, and your realities and stuff and um, how you would cope with something like this. And um to take that one step further, what do you how do you guys feel? because I know that you criminal justice, yeah, and you said something like you like watch crime like to watch oh, crime, yeah, shows. I like crime shows yeah. I watch a lot of of like real life investigation shows. Um I don't really watch the scripted ones, but what, what are your feelings on, on someone committing a murder um, because they felt like it was the right thing to do?
2: Ah, that's, that's a really – that's a very ethical argument, and it doesn't fall too much within the guidelines of law, which is an interesting thing because mm-hmm. laws are based around ethics. You know, what we believe is right and what's wrong, but, you know, we, we make – certain ways of killing appropriate and they're legitimate like when a police officer kills somebody you know in the line of duty when his life is threatened or to protect others lives that's okay to kill someone as a form of punishment you know like when they killed somebody and they get the death penalty that's okay killing people in war that's legitimate mm-hmm. that's okay mm-hmm. all right but then obviously in a situation like this it's really you know clearly from from my perspective i think it's wrong you know what the kid did is wrong he could have found he could have found another way to punish the guy you know he could have he could have made it so the guy suffered like he lost his job you know he gets sued by all these women or he
1: had to meet all of his kids yeah <laughs> one or, by one and the kid
2: didn't want that to happen <laughs> like, but oh, i think that's being selfish too
1: many christmas gifts ah
2: so anyway like <laughs> yeah. i i feel like I feel like the kid could have done without the whole thing. He should have yeah. just you know he could have he 's got like that high school mentality you know he's he 's a seventeen year old kid yeah. he, even though he was really um he had a lot of Dedication to what he was doing, his cause. At the same time, I just don't feel like he. It, you know, people could take it. People could take a blow like that and they can move on with the rest of their
1: lives. Right. Right. They don't go go out and do go. They don't go postal for the most part. Yeah. So, yeah exactly. But what,
4: so, I'm so confused, Kristen, of like what you're saying. The dreams could lead in this show, or is it you're saying in general? Like the dreams could lead somebody to feel that they can kill based on a
2: dream. what is
1: no, it No. 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 Oh, no, we no, actually no.
2: we're talking about just straight Another up character. like our killings. Okay. Pretty much. The,
1: um. Uh, in the episode, Ronnie, a um, a young man who was seventeen killed um, his father, who wasn't he didn't think was his father, but this this man that donated sperm um, a thousand times too many when he when other fathers were supposed to be the ones donating the sperm, and the kid got really upset and killed and killed the guy. It was and the so, doctor
3: who was supposed to be
1: you know implanting implanting the sperm, <laughs> not literally implanting. <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, so we we're just kind of talking about this show brings up a lot of just. Questions and thoughts of maybe like your own your own mor- moral code and yeah. and I definitely don't think it was right for the kid to kill. But I the reason I asked that is because Britain to me seems like a sympathetic empathetic character who understands people because he's going through his own problems. Mm-hmm. And so when I was watching that scene where where the where the kid confesses, I just thought for a second maybe Britain wouldn't tell on him. You know maybe he would understand his hardship. But I don't think that would happen because it was a, a, an unreasonable reason to kill. Yeah, <laughs> I think most are but... reasonable. Right. I mean
3: I agree with what you're saying, what you said before. It's interesting. I mean, I think about Dr. Kavorkian mm. and the fact that people are begging, or were begging him to help them die, and, you know, he was committed a yeah. <laughs> murder, but it's like, but it's okay to go, you know, shoot someone because they potentially could have a gun. I don't know. Do you, yeah. do
4: you think, like, the questions that arose from watching this show, do you think the writers, when they put the show together, uh, certainly had stuff like that as what they wanted the viewers to think. I mean, these are great little ideas that you're actually thinking about. You think that was planned? I mean, do they want a little controversy behind it?
2: Or
1: I, Yeah. I think they want people to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, definitely strategically
3: doing this and writing the script this way definitely
2: yeah the way laws are written they're way too black and white you know it's either good or it's bad you know and that's why we have the judge there but you know in this case you know because we're the audience we get to see the drama unfolding we get to talk about it more because it is kind of a gray area where it's it's like okay straight up the law or ethics you know what is really good what's bad you know did the kid do the good thing
1: right right like someone like dr kevorkian um so like i actually do ag- agree kind of with dr kevorkian to an extent as long as it's not just
2: the views expressed in or those <laughs> are the whole <laughs> thing like, like, <laughs> <principle>. disclaimer
1: <laughs> well the movie don't um you don't know jack which was what? on an hbo thinking, movie it was a great movie i think it might you know it's of course written to sway someone's perspective but anyway that's a little bit off topic but the show i just think is interesting and does make people just talk about you know, their theories and things like that, of course, which is always great. And that's why we're here at After Buzz TV. Um, so I think right now, um, again, applause after everything I say. That's the way I like it. Ronnie, keep them coming. I'll give you another 20 when I leave. Thank you very much. Um, but uh, I think we'll take a commercial break and we'll be right back.
5: After Buzz TV. Hi, I was once like you.
1: Thank harmony, you. harmony, harmony. Thank you, Ronnie. Thank you. That was very charming. Uh, welcome back to After Buzz TV. We're discussing uh, Awake, Episode 2, called The Little Guy. And um, we're going to get into a couple little segments. Um, we have uh, some stuff about actors on the show. We've got um, maybe a couple uh, tweets that we want to let you guys know. People are tweeting from the show, the actors. And um, I'm going to start. Well, not After Buzz yet. TV yeah. Yes, not yet. Yeah. We're uh, going <laughs> to... Almost there, right? <laughs> Almost. Afterburns.
2: Afterburns.
1: Afterburns. Yeah. Zip it. <laughs> uh, and right now we're just going to discuss um, some dreams. I think um, there's, there's several, you know, there's many different types of dreams. I believe there's like eight common types of dreams. Um, one that I think is really uh, specific for this show, Awake, um, would be the breakthrough dreams. Um, when your brain, when you're trying to go through a change, or your brain's trying to adapt, this is usually the kind of dreams that you'll have. Um, and I've got this website here who um, has really great information. They're called Lemondrop.com. If you guys wanted to check them out, um, but the break breakthrough dreams, um, they're dreams of disaster, death, fires, tornadoes, floods, earthquakes. These dreams are indicative of great change on the horizon. If you're a creature of habit who clings to routine, then these dreams might be helping you to loosen up and break out of your business as usual so you can be prepared for what's next. The trick is to embrace change since it is an inevitable part of the adventure of life. So um, I I know for me personally, I have those dreams all the time, although my life... It just never seems to get any better. It's like it's changing, but it's never like changing for the better.
2: So you have crazy disaster dreams all the time. Always, uh,
1: always, always. So I always feel like a little bit of a tormented person because I sleep and I, I'm never really truly relaxed when I'm sleeping. I always have nightmares. I always have anxiety dreams. I wake up sweating a lot. Um,
4: That's like a, a night terror, uh, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. Well, they've just become so common now that I just call them dreams. That's how often I have terrors. They're <laughs> just I mean, dreams. It could, it could have to do with some, you know, your reality,
3: your actual reality, whatever is going on in your real life. I mean, I don't know. I have amazing dreams about rainbows and butterflies Aww, and it's uh, falling in love and like, oh, oh my god! I don't.
5: I, oh. That is so sweet.
3: I barely ever have nightmares. Wow. I had them a lot when I was a kid. I don't know. I had a good childhood. But now, I don't know. I think it's kind of like before I go to bed, I kind of meditate and get myself ready to have... That's a good idea. You know, a, like relax, you know what I mean? And get it together. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Awake actually was... Um, the title was REM. At first, it wasn't awake. So you know the REM
1: period, which is the dreaming. complete opposite of awake. Um, w- exactly. Yeah. Right. For so those
2: for those of you in the audience who are listening, uh, REM stands for Rapid Eye Movement, which is you, The, the <laughs> deep state when you are dreaming. You know you have your eyes moving around all crazy. Yeah,
3: and you don't even. So maybe he is. Maybe he's in like the deepest of deep, and he's mm-hmm. not even going to remember any of this. Anyway.
1: Yeah, him. and that's if, where you have your majority majority, majority of dreams, of dreams yeah. and especially ones that are effed up, like like his and mine.
3: You have how some about, really crazy dreams. How Sean? about Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to say,
4: how about if you don't really remember your dreams? I mean, you're sleeping too don't? much or too little. The last dream I could remember was about Wendy Williams. Why
2: am I dreaming <laughs> about? <laughs> that Wendy?
1: was a nightmare. <laughs> Speaking of freakishly, calm. actually,
2: the times that I believe that when people, well, not not necessarily when I believe, but um, what I've noticed in my own personal life, and I've actually seen studies on it, where people have the most vivid dreams that they can remember the most is when they're in REM sleep, and then they're woken up by like the scientists or whatever, who's ever conducting the experiment, mm-hmm. or maybe it could be your partner, or your spouse, whatever in, in uh, when you're alone. Um, when you, when you go back to sleep, that's when you have the most vivid dreams. Yep. Okay. And I felt like that, you know, you wake up, you hit the alarm, you know, to snooze. So you can go back to sleep for another five, 10 minutes, half an hour, whatever. Okay. And I get some crazy dreams, you know, right. I'm sure a lot of people experience this too. And uh, the last dream that I experienced was actually that I had won the lottery but nothing changed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, right. Except the change in your pocket. <laughs> That's good. Um, well, they do. You're, you're, like we mentioned earlier. Thank you. Thank you. Delating thank you. Actually. Another twenty, Ronnie. Another twenty. <laughs> um, uh, they, you're, you're like we uh, I mentioned earlier. When you dream, you do dream to help help you through um, to learn to grow. And uh, there's an interesting study that. Um, if, if anyone out there needs extra cash, do like a sleep study. They pay really well, and you get to sleep. I mean, it'd be a, a not, it might be a rocky night sleep. You might need extra have coffee the next one? day. I haven't, but I've talked to people who have, and I know they pay relatively well. So I'm getting to that point. No, I'm just kidding! <laughs> Don't I'm just kidding. I have done some money. Um, Algebra. 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 <laughs> okay. I'm going to kill myself now. Um, uh, but <laughs> they, they did a study with a video game, and so they they made. Um, the participant played the video game and then um and he did horrible and then he went to sleep and they woke him up halfway through the night I've heard and this study. played and it again i know exactly mm-hmm. what you're going to mm-hmm. talk mm-hmm. about and he and he did it better cuz he had been dreaming you told me he about dreamt this, actually sorry <laughs> he he dreamt about the the game and then he ended up scoring much 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 higher mm-hmm. On the actual video game, so that's amazing. Yeah, so when dreams you're, are so yeah, cool. Yeah, when
2: you're dreaming, it it actually improves your skills in real life. Exactly. So you need to get that REM sleep.
1: Yes, you do. You do. And if you don't, you know, you might not be where you're supposed to be mentally. No, so. more what what
4: is REM <laughs> sleep? REM sleep is the most recent sleep. What would you say? Uh, rapid <laughs> eye movement. Yeah, rapid deepest. eye movement.
1: Like your deepest. Yeah, that's where you get your core, hardcore sleep. So dreams. anyway, I think um, um, we can uh, maybe jump over to some news with Lauren. Or not? Maybe it's maybe. news information. Yeah, yeah, guys. Yeah. So,
3: um, you know, what I want to start doing every episode of A Week After Buzz is talk a little bit about one of the cast members. Um, and so today, let's talk about Dylan Minnette. He plays Rex, which is obviously the son on the show. Um, he's 15 years old, guys, but he has had a long career already. Um, Damn him been, I know right I'm so <laughs> jealous He's been on The Mentalist Prison Break um, And our executive producer Kevin Undergaro Even said that Awake could be Kind of like Lost And get this He was in four episodes Of Lost Damn. Whoa so he's You know he's getting around Oh there's Awake. a picture of him Yeah there he is got He's nice very eyes. hot Kind guy of, of Justin Bieberish it's I mean not hot I mean he's 15
2: Piercing <laughs> blue eyes Of this
1: kid yeah. Someone's gonna have Different dreams Than butterflies tonight
3: Ooh, So <laughs> no Don't do that <laughs> Um, and then also, he's a musician. He's in a band. Um, he's a singer and guitarist in the rock band The Fever. Oh, okay, nice. so he and he has quite a following. So Dylan's doing a lot, and his Twitter is Dylan Minette, So follow him on Twitter, and uh, congratulations! Yeah, on he, the show. he <laughs> actually
2: got over—I think he got six or nine thousand followers recently. He's got oh yeah, he lot. actually
3: just tweeted about it how he's yeah. made so many followers, obviously from the show and. and I'm sure the girls love him because he's a cutie. Yes. Yeah, so. bright blue eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I have about
2: Very Mr. cool. Dylan. Right Very on. Inf- informational. Yeah, so speaking about, you know, Twitter stuff, right? So we were just saying that I noticed that he got, like, a ton of followers on Twitter thanks to Awake. Um... And he actually seems to be posting up a lot of pictures about like he he does like food things. I like to do that too. He he'll take like a picture of his like Easter bunny chocolate and then he'll like put it up there on Instagram or something (laughs) on Twitter. And additionally he also has like uh, late night runs to Subway. And he he takes pictures with all of his friends at the subway.
1: What does he order? Do you have you ever gotten oh, that close into the no, picture? <laughs> no, no, I
2: haven't zoomed in that much. <laughs>
1: he's
3: definitely a, he's keeping the the reality of being a typical teen. I like that.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's good that they they chose him to play the son because yeah, he's, actually he's actually fifteen. 15. Yeah, yeah so many times you see like on the Wait, show I Nip wrote. Talk, um, uh, the son, the guy who played the son, he was supposed to be like sixteen or seventeen. Like or so. He <laughs> looked like my he looked like my grandfather. Ah. I was like, what is going on? This is. Awkward, but yeah. so that was good casting. I'm glad Great they did that. Casting.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Additionally, in the Twitter sphere, two days ago, uh, Wilmer Valderrama he tweeted, "Feliz Cumpleanos to one of the best people anyone can call a friend at the Mandy Moore. Uh, blessed to be able to call you that. Wow. So that sounds a little intimate there. Okay, like we now- all
3: know Wilmer Valderrama is a charming ladies man. So. <laughs>
2: And so did he actually go out with Mandy Moore? I mean, did you would, did, did you guys read up on that at it all? Probably
3: a long time ago when she was like the teen queen back in the day, I'm sure he, you know, probably asked her out on a date or two. We'll find out. Maybe Wilmer should come on the show and then we can actually ask him in person.
2: After
1: that buzz, would be awesome. After buzz, after buzz. <laughs> after buzz. Was that okay? Oh Oh, my God! I'm gonna kill myself now.
2: Before we came on air, you actually mentioned uh, something else. You said he was a charmer. Is he a charmer on the show? Did you think he was or not? I really
3: see any interaction yet of him and a woman. but I mean, as I'm watching, I'm charmed. This is a
2: very,
1: (laughs) this is a very different character than we've seen him play. Yeah, he's
2: usually such a comical guy, and he has some funny lines here and there, which are good. Oh yeah, like
1: I love the line when he's. I know we have to go. I love the line
3: when he said. what was it when he when they were telling him about the? He's like, this wasn't our case, and he's yeah. like, no, this was not our case, and you did pick this. Yes, he's like, this is not our case. No, he said
2: the the victims don't pick us. The victims pick don't us. pick us. Yeah,
1: we pick them. Yeah. but he's like, wait. No,
2: no, no. The victims. We don't pick the victims. They pick us, and the cases pick us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: But Britain also had a really good good line. He said something like, "You want you want to know the truth?" And Wilder said, "Yeah," and he said. Like what I what I say is like the most important, or something. I wrote down that quote. Yeah, something about JFK. You want to
2: know the truth? I don't have to explain myself to you. Yeah, (laughs) if I say the case is important, it might as well be the damn Kennedy assassination (laughs) assassination (laughs) to you.
3: That was a good, Some good one. quotes and yeah. they, they
1: deliver them well. So yeah, much yeah. better They're than we really do. Like, blah, blah. <laughs> blah blah blah. Well, um, do we before you play the prediction music, Ronnie? Do we want to get into predictions because I know that we have we have a, a biased view I because got, we have seen further into the show. Do you want to do overall predictions? I
2: think I'll do I'll do one for, based on this episode as sure. you guys and then you guys can follow sure. up with the overall. Okay, great
1: predictions. Yeah. Run it. All right.
0: And
2: now, your
0: AfterBuzz TV predictions. So, After predictions. After Buzz. After Buzz. After Buzz. After Buzz.
2: Oh, yeah. You get me pumped up, Ronnie? Okay, so predictions. Okay, I want to hear more about, you know, obviously at the end we had the, the conspiracy, so the overall behind-the-scenes arc. Um, I want to hear more about the conspiracy I want to hear more about that in the coming episodes. It's going to give us, you know, obviously it's going to give us a deeper story arc than what goes on, just the physical cases that are happening each episode that get resolved pretty much, just like any crime show. Mm-hmm. And uh, who's the guy on the bench? Is he a mob boss? Yeah. You know, is he a dirty government official? He looked like a mob boss. Yeah, he looked like a mob boss, but now I'm not so sure because they never say anything. He says, protection, we're offering you protection. And the captain's like, oh, I don't need it. But I don't know. He It, it probably looks like he is a mob boss.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it, a lot of, you know, organizations like the, you know, FBI or they will work with people that are perhaps maybe in the mob or cops are a little Double bit dirty. 18.
2: Yeah, they use them as a... Uh, Uh, CIs which are confidential informants right
1: or you know or cops can be dirty and they can you know like I know my family um, back in like the 1920s they ran a speakeasy and they made their own booze and they sold it they were (laughs) bootleggers Yeah, it's it's like a really cool history they're like the Italian like miniature mafia Um, but they had great relationships with the cops the cops um, didn't ever tell on my, you know, my family. They, my grandma baked them cakes all the time and mm-hmm. pies or my great-grandma or whoever. And so um, I don't know if if this detective... Um, what is her name, oh my gosh the captain captain right? the captain if she's maybe um in on something, maybe she 's not a good person I, you know i I do think because the the actor said the show ends in a way that even they were surprised, I think it could have blow something majorly open if we found out who he was with the entire arc of the entire show. Right. Or pl- or um, series.
3: Yeah, I mean, I just I really wish that there would be some flashbacks so we can find out what happened
1: before yes, the crash. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but
3: thanks, guys, for joining us here
1: at AfterBuzz <laughs> TV today. We have a beautiful host. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, we uh, really appreciate you guys listening. Please rate and comment and uh, tell us how you feel. We do listen to our commenters and uh, communicate on the message board on our website. It's really fun. Um, and uh, you can find me at uh, twitter.com, of course, slash uh, Kristen Carney, K-R-I-S-T-E-N-C-A-R-N-E-Y. And also, please go to my blog, sweatthesmallstuffwithkristen.com, mm. And how about everyone else?
2: And then, of course, you guys can follow me at the Sean Overman on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on my blog, SeanOverman.org. And yeah, again, you know, just go ahead and download us on iTunes. That's the easiest way. Put it on your iPod. You guys are running around out there, jogging, exercising in the gym. Listen to us. Give us some feedback, please. Hey,
3: yeah, guys, and I'm Lauren Turner, Lauren's love on Twitter. <laughs>
1: And make sure you uh, vote for uh, Maria. Maria on Dancing with the Stars, and tune in to our next podcast because we will be doing such awesome things as we did this evening.
4: I also think that uh, since Awake, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> I also think that since Awake has such a online, you know, people have uh, opinions on what's happening. Do us a favor, not just on the iTunes and commenting and rating and all that, but like share this. You know what I mean? Like go get this YouTube video, throw it on your Facebook page. If you're a fan of Awake, go write to them on uh, the page. Facebook page and say hey these guys are great they're putting in their time and they're talking about awake too let's all get in on the conversation that's all I'm saying Kristen
1: sounds good Ronnie I appreciate it so we will check you guys next time
0: from bing.com executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro Phil Svitek and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network